Ladies and gentlemen, it's Josh and Tom Devour the World. Yum, 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 yum. I am one of your hosts, Josh Battenhorst. And I am the other one of the hosts, Tom Chalmers. Hi, Tom. Hello, Josh. And here we are. Uh, this is episode 15 of the podcast. We're very excited to have Liz Talent of the Orange Peel and Rabbit Rabbit on today. Yes. Um, people are going to really enjoy that. And of course, you'll want to stick around for Tom's take and a song for myself. Uh, but we always like to get started with two of the things that this podcast is about. We are about devouring the world, and you can't devour things unless you're eating them or drinking them. I believe, Tom, you had eaten this week, or, or is that right? Did I, am I right? Did, I, did, did it get you with the Not, not quote. Uh, I, I got to uh, uh, binging. Um, not okay. food, but content. Um, gotcha. So we had the uh, Oscars this past Sunday. And I always love cramming for the Oscars. I always like to try to watch as many films that are in contention as possible. Because it num. makes watching a movie seem like research. You know, I'm doing important work here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I got to clear my calendar. I've got to watch Borat, uh, which was quite entertaining. Um, but particularly, so I did. Um, don't know that I saw all of them. I do miss the days when I was... Uh, a member of the Screen Actors Guild, and you could see any movie that was nominated in any participating theater, and you're just like, I am an actor, let me in. Um, <laughs> but I was able to track down all the Oscar animated shorts through uh, various platforms, and it was just just great. I was reminded of how much I love animation. I always used to go to animation festivals. Um, you know, a Spike and Mike's did, did a great one that would come to the, you know, the art houses and things like that. Just love animation. And then this year's was just outstanding. Um, whether it was uh, Burrow, which was like a, a Pixar short, um, basically <laughs> about a little uh, groundhoggy type character who just keeps trying to get away from everybody. I think something we can really understand. So he kind of burrows down and has a nice little hole and then, boop, you know, a little gopher comes in or a little you know, whatever. And he's like, no, and he keeps going down farther and farther and farther until he realizes he's perhaps um, – gone a little yeah. too far it's great yeah. it's adorable but really uh, smart and uh, subversive there is one called yes people that was from uh iceland in which all the characters basically say the word yes in some version so it could be like yes or like yeah 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 but a, a nice little device that we would love from improv uh, uh genius loci i think is how you would say that very french um, beautiful, really interesting animation with skin tones, can, you know, white, brown, and black, just do, do a fantastic job with that. Uh, the one that ended up winning the Oscar is uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, which was uh, beautiful. That was on Netflix. I think that might have helped <laughs> get, get it seen. Hey, it's just on Netflix. Um, about a couple that uh, tragedy has sort of created a, uh, a rift in their relationship. And only by sort of acknowledging this tragedy can they possibly have a community. But it's just black and white ink drawing with these sort of shadow figures hanging over this sort of dormant relationship. But for me, and the one that I think you just would love, is this one, uh, Opera, um, which was this remarkable slow pan down this sort of triangle of like civilization where there's all these just little squares and blocks of like, what's going on over there? Oh, wait. Oh, that, okay. That's a meeting. Oh, that's an athletic event. And it just keeps panning and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And it's really hard to stay up with it. You're like, wait, I missed that whole left side. Go back. I was too busy <laughs> focusing on the little like you know, native dance thing over here. And it just keeps going and going and sort of reaches as wide and then eventually kind of pans back up to the top. And that is the one that I was like, man, in 
nine minutes or however long it was, it it showed me things uh, I didn't know was possible. And I just, I was happy to be reminded that animation is just, it, it is for me, the, uh, the art form that I, I find improv is most connected with is, yeah, if you think it, it's possible. All you have to do is draw it. All you have to do is take us there. Um, uh, so that, that was my devourer this week. The Oscar animated shorts. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> nice. Nice. So uh, for myself, you know, the thing that I've been devouring a lot of this week, and I'm going to go a little bit off the board as well, but is uh, I've been sneezing a lot. So I've been taking in a lot of dirt and pollen and things. And most of this is because my parents are coming in a couple of days. This is the first company that we're going to have in our house <laughs> in over a year. And it's just amazing how you kind of look around and you go, oh, yeah, that that's just a pile of stuff that we, we just kind of have ignored because nobody was coming through, you know. And and this always happens a little bit, you know, with spring cleaning and such. But um, we, we, you know have been just putting the house together and you just, you know, no one has had a reason to come in except for to walk through to the bathroom in over a year. And you look around and you're like, Oh, that's not really a place where blankets go. Just like on top of that chair. That's just what we've been doing because nobody has needed that chair because no one would ever send them them, you know? So it's just been a lot of, uh, and, and just, you know, sweeping out from places that, you know, dog hair and stuff. So that's what I've been drinking in, taking in is a lot of dirt. And uh, the sneezing thing, something that I learned, and I'm going to share this with, I don't, uh, with it's not a healthy habit, but I have a, a little box of old-timey snuff because I learned that, uh, that in, in India, they use snuff as like to fight off colds. Like if you're having a sneezing fit, if you use snuff, which normally will make you sneeze, like it will make you sneeze a couple more times, but also kind of like just kind of puts an end to that little fit of the sneezing. So... I keep that around for just now. And, and and snuff, have you ever actually taken a sniff of snuff, Tom? Is this a thing? I have not sniffed the snuff. Okay. Well, it is a, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a kind of a painful experience, but it is a very fine dirt, dirt-like powder, and it's just like taking on dirt. And so there you go. Uh, now, uh, yeah, I understand the idea of putting things in your nose so that it intentionally – uh, reacts violently get against that and gets right. everything out of your nose. So that's the uh, idea. yeah, that's the idea. I, I do understand that. Um, but yes, de devouring piles as we begin to welcome people into our home again is a very real thing. As uh, we have a version of that going on this week as well. In two days, I will be fully vaccinated, and I expect to see you somewhere soon, Tom. And uh, I, I mean, because like I mean, I, everything will be kicked in, and uh, I'll probably lick your face like a little puppy dog, Tom. And I'll sneeze it right back at you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, nothing to sneeze at. Liz Talent will be joining us very shortly. We hope you'll stick with us through that break. And then also stick with us after the break where Tom will share Tom's weekly take, a tidbit, a morsel of uh, take a tune for you to take with you into the week. And I will share my weekly song. We'll see you after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Liz Talent from the Orange Peel and Rabbit Rabbit. Welcome to the show, Liz. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for devouring with us, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate your time so much. And um, most recently, I want to give you a chance to talk about the National Independent Venues Association, which you guys have been a part of, and 
so much work that you guys have done to make sure that local venues like the Orange Peel and Rabbit Rabbit can stay afloat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. So the National Independent Venue Association, or NEVA, was something that um, a group of independent venue operators got together and formed fairly loosely and organically just at the beginning of the pandemic. We were all kind of connected because the organizers of that group had started by um, wanting to launch this thing called Independent Venue Week, which they're, they're still going to do. <laughs> but they had started that, I think, in Chicago and New York. And the Orange Peel had gotten connected because we wanted to participate. And when the pandemic hit, you know, that first week, that week of March, March 13th or whatever it was, um, you know, somebody in that group sent out an email and said, hey, do you guys want to do like a Zoom and just talk about, you know, what's happening? What do we think is going to happen? What should we do? Maybe people have heard, you know, things we can do about insurance. And anyway, so we all got on this town hall. Um, I think there were probably a couple hundred folks from different venues across the country on, on the Zoom. And from there, you know, within just a matter of weeks, we decided, you know, we, let's organize, let's choose a name. So we chose National Independent Venue Association or NEVA. Let's, you know, figure out our messaging, hire some lobbyists and figure out what we can do to kind of save, save the live music industry. So I got involved um, right at the beginning, volunteering on some different parts and ended up becoming the precinct captain for North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, and, and yeah, so we've been working as a group of volunteers really since last March, um, culminating in getting our Save Our Stages Act passed in December and yes. applying for our grant yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, yeah, I was gonna ask yeah. you about that. How did your applications go? Did it seem to go better this time? Cause it's been kind of a rough rollout for the yes. Small Business Association. Yes. Yeah, yesterday was, what was smooth you know it was right um they you know the sba opened that grant on april 8th and it was kind of a fiasco and they pulled it down so no one got to apply but they you know fixed a lot of technical issues and um and we we, we got to submit an application for orange peel and for orange peel events which is like our rabbit rabbit outdoor show side of things um yesterday and it went totally smoothly i did you did you fill one out your we did fill one out what we're concerned about obviously is that it's kind of hard for us to prove some of it because we're a touring company and right. so it's hard it's kind of hard for us to like go and we we perform at over a thousand venues a year many of which are schools so you know it's going to come right. down to do the do the grant tours look at us and go yes you fit these criteria because mm -hmm. um you know i think we do in the spirit of the grant the spirit of the grant right. i think is to help organizations that were yes. severely harmed mm -hmm. by the covid by the shutting of venues like mm -hmm. yourself I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Bright Star doesn't play the Orange Peel, but we do play performing arts venues like the yeah. National Community Theater and right. Diana Wortham and, you know, all around the country. And so, you know, it takes touring companies, you know, you guys host touring companies as well. Yeah. You know, so sure, you, know sure. you need artists totally. to perform. Yeah, so absolutely. We're hoping yeah. that we're hoping that we're hopeful, but we're not competent. I don't know. Is that right? That yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And I mean, for people that don't know, I won't get into like the whole long thing, but the the application process, I mean, I really cannot emphasize how detailed and granular. I mean, we had five people on our team between Orange Peel and Orange Peel events working on our application documents for months and months right. because, you know, it really asks you for just 
a, a shocking <laughs> amount of information yeah. and you have to really prove things to you know a very specific degree in lots and lots of different ways and um and they also kept changing what they wanted yeah. i mean over and over again so yeah the process was pretty insane especially when i see the restaurant program is like rolling out on monday and they ask for just like your signature and that's it (laughs) (laughs) so um you know i mean who knows i think you know we we feel like my gosh if anybody qualifies for this like surely we do as a brick and mortar venue but i think like you we feel we aren't counting any chickens for sure (laughs) right i mean you know we'll see uh, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, Liz, did yeah. you mention that you were a precinct captain? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's sort of like our organizational structure. Awesome. Does that come with like a hat or a badge? That that sounds fun. Step <laughs> aside. I'm the precinct captain. Yes. Can you say um, profanity on this podcast? Yes, you yes, can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I ask is. Um, the precinct captains, you know, we have like been, they're about, they're about, I say they're about 60 of us. Some states have more than one. Some people do like three or four states. So yeah, about 60 of us in the group. And um, we call ourselves the fuckers. And I don't know how that got started. It was on, you know, some we, we meet by Zoom like twice a week and anyway. And so somehow it became that, you know, we're the fuckers and everybody, you know, different ones are like different fucker, you know, like you're the okay fucker, you're the whatever. And so what it comes with is a little, somebody made little lapel pins that say Neva fuckers. So that's the uniform. (laughs) (laughs) I don't wear it. If you know me, like I'm not somebody that would, but, but I have it. It's in a drawer. So that's, that's it. That's all the, there's Liz with her fucker pin again. Right. right. I'm glad I asked. And then I did want to, at church preschool with my with my Um, (laughs) to talk about some of the frustrations that you two were just checking in on i know that's something i you know found out from people you know around the country in different kinds of venues one there was sort of the tension of gosh we could maybe open back up but does that take us out of consideration for some of these relief funds so i know that was uh, tricky Mm -hmm. but also just designation like places that were designated a brewery you're like yeah you can have come and go but if you're right or a music venue like you can have 10 people in the building for 10 minutes um mm-hmm. so i don't mm-hmm. know if you could just speak to that at all because i know there were some places that were like we do mostly wedding venues but you're calling us a bar and now we can't right. get any of our our income yeah yeah i mean you know i think personally i always i i was always like fairly um, cautious about the virus. And so mm-hmm. yeah. I was not somebody who felt like, oh my God, you know, the state is taking my right to earn money and just let me open it up yes. because I did feel like I was not eager to bring people and crowds back inside. I mean, even now I'm fully vaccinated and I still, you know, feel yeah. iffy about being indoors masked. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to step foot inside a crowded anything inside myself, you know? So I always kind of respected the decision not to put people back in that environment. I mean, I did, I did some pan, I did like some zoom panels on behalf of Neva or on behalf of like North Carolina venues. I did one with the, the John Locke foundation, which is like conservative, um, like think tank in Raleigh and I, and they had me on and like the head of North Carolina bar and taverns and 
this Republican state congressman who was also um, a doctor, but that was like an, a vaccine and mask skeptic, which was an interesting oh combination of traits. But anyway, I think they expected <laughs> me to get on there and be like, yeah, you know, like Governor Cooper. But I was like, wait a minute, guys. And it was like very, it was weird being the only person in the room that was like, uh, I, I'm not ready for us to be reopened. You know, this was like in November or something, you know, and I was like, I don't think it would be responsible. But I mean, on the other hand, I understand, I do understand that it, there was really no rhyme nor reason for why a bar couldn't be open, but a restaurant could, you know, I mean, a lot of that was clearly like yeah. a political decision that that I think, you know, state governors and governments just face such enormous pressure not to tank their own economy and like, you know, they want to get reelected. So they're like, well, what am I going to do? I can't be the one state in the union that's just not reopening. Cause yeah. you know, I, I mean, I see it now talking to me, there's a Neva chain today where people are kind of saying, well, what's happening in your States and the ones in Oregon are like, well, our vaccination rate here is really low. And our governor is saying they might go do shutdowns again, you know? And like, when I hear that, I think like, oh my God, I mean, I, I could not handle it, you know? I mean, I just mm. couldn't, if we, if, if we were to find out like, okay, this isn't working, no one's getting, no more people are getting vaccinated. We're going to all shut down again. That I do think would be just, I mean, yeah. I would despair. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think I could face it. So I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I try so, to just be optimistic. <laughs> well, maybe with that, we can stay on the positive. You can talk about how it was sort of fortunate that Orange Peel had already uh, set mm -hmm. in motion creating the outdoor space that is Rabbit Rabbit. So just maybe yeah. take yeah. us through how that just happened to be, oh, well, it's not the same, but at least we can offer this really smartly designed outdoor space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, um, you know, we were, we had, purchased Rabbit Rabbit along with Asheville Pizza and Brewing um, back in summer of 2019. So we were well underway with, you know, doing the construction of the venue and um, had planned to open in June of 2020 with, you know, some big outdoor shows, which obviously didn't happen, but we still did open in August of 2020 as just a socially distanced bar and brewery um, and just like hangout spot. And you're right. I mean, it was really fortunate, I think, for both of the contributing businesses that we had that because both of our core businesses were just operating either not at all or just like a tiny fraction of what we normally did. I mean, both of us had indoor businesses primarily. And, um, you know, Rabbit Rabbit gave us a chance to, you know, take a PPP loan and use the PPP loan to pay our staff to work and, um and you know pay have rabbit rabbit actually like pay its own mortgage <laughs> for the fall yeah. rather than just like digging in the hole as we did at the orange peel so yeah it was really lucky that we did have the option of doing an outdoor venue and i honestly think that that will continue to be um a really fortunate position to be in with the pandemic because, you know, as we were just saying, it's not over yet. And I, I actually feel like it's kind of optimistic to think that indoor venues are just going to go back to being open full tilt, you know, people crowded together shoulder to shoulder and like never look back again. I guess I'm skeptical that that's just going to start on June 1st and we never go back. Like I think, 
the more likely thing is that outdoor shows are going to be the safest way to do that. And I, you know, right. so I'm glad we have that, that opportunity there. I've got a question for you because um, Tom and I, of course, are part of a, of a, <clears throat> a comedy troupe with a unique name, the reasonably mm -hmm. priced babies. Yes, and you have yes. two very uniquely named venues. And I wonder if you could give our listeners a little bit of insight as to why is it called the orange peel, which is like the part that you throw away too. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, kind of mm -hmm. famous in the, they might yeah. be giants have a great song about that now. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, and then rabbit rabbit, where did, where did, where, where did that come from? <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah. So the orange peel, um, first of all, let me say that we have a little history museum, mini museum in the front of the venue, which when we reopen, I invite people to come check out, but, um, it's really just about the history of this building because, um, it was built to be a roller skating rink and, um, and then it was a bowling alley. And then after that, it was a bunch of different um, venues, like little small soul. It was a couple country. It was like a country venue. It was like a little Christian mm -hmm. coffee shop and listening room. And it was okay. Um, okay. a couple different versions of soul clubs and like soul and R&B clubs in the 70s. So one of those clubs for just a couple years was called the Orange Peel. And okay. so okay. when, um, when, the when our company found the building and decided okay yeah we're gonna this is the place to open um you know what we hope will be like Asheville's flagship independent live music venue we thought well that's a cool name that like harkens back to its history so let's go with the orange peel so that that's where the orange peel came from nice. um a and rabbit rabbit yes right exactly we, just a nod to to the past <laughs> but we have no idea um, why the original orange peel people called it the orange peel that's, we don't yeah we don't know okay. Mm -mm. okay yeah we don't know we don't know um and like apparently they had these ads on on the radio in the 70s in Asheville that like they would say the orange and do this like weird vocal effect that like people that grew up here will be like oh my gosh I remember those radio ads so yeah I oh. think um they just thought it was like a cool historic nod to the to the original name kind of like Isis you know is the was the name of the movie theater where ISIS oh, okay. Music Hall is, that was the ISIS Theater, you know, back pre-modern pre, uh, era days. It was like an old awesome. movie theater. So, yeah, so it was just a nod to the history of the, of the building. Um, and at Rabbit Rabbit, we, you know, so our, we are, you know, in on that site together with Asheville Pizza and Brewing. And so we had a, a team of us along with a couple of those guys from Asheville Brewing that worked together to, um, you know, kind of vision out the branding and what the name should be and the look and feel and the color palette and the logo and all that stuff. And um, we had all of these different name ideas and, you know, we knew kind of like the feel that we were going for, you know, inside. And um, so we had, I mean, I don't even know, 70 options and um, Rabbit Rabbit was one of them. And mm -hmm. Rabbit Rabbit is a, if you don't know, Rabbit Rabbit uh -huh. is a phrase that um, people say, it's supposed to be a good luck phrase that you say, should be the first thing you say on the first day of every month. So on May 1st, when you wake up out of bed before you, you know, say good morning, you're supposed to say Rabbit Rabbit. And then you'll have good oh, luck. Really? And that's like, an, yeah. So that's like an old British superstition that was also is also done by a lot of people like in new england and the northeast and so i oh, knew that i've phrase. been doing that for at least 15 20 years 
Really? What? Yes. 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 This is the so, first okay, I've so. ever heard of this in my entire life. And rabbit, I, rabbit. <laughs> I uh, some like people also know it as Bunny Bunny, but I think Rabbit Rabbit is the, the more proper. Uh, the traditional. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, you know, it's funny. I think, like, y'all's reaction is about what we get. Like, half the people will be like, yeah, I know, Rabbit Rabbit. Other people are like, what are you talking about? You made that up. <laughs> but it, it is like a good luck. It's like a good luck saying or a superstitious, you know, Rabbit Rabbit. Same as, like, you know, kissing the clock at 11-11 or something. So, uh -huh. anyway, it was, it was one of the names on our list. And we liked the repetition of it. We liked that there was an animal associated with it for, you know, logo and merch purposes and we thought it was kind of memorable and unique and fun and um you know we kind of liked what rabbits represent you know that they're they're prolific and they're fast and they're you know small but mighty and anyway so we um so we we both kind of were attracted to that and that's where we landed <laughs> nice and i like the little slogan that you've worked there with uh, make your own luck uh, i like yes. that a lot Exactly, exactly. Well, um, and I like that you named it after some sort of creature or something from the area and didn't name it after tourists who come to visit here. That's right. No. I'm no. a big supporter of local baseball, but I will always argue, why did you name your only sports team yeah. after people who aren't even from here? I yeah. know. I know. It's true. <laughs> but you guys were all set to open and like you were kind of you were just starting to open right with rabbit rabbit mm -hmm. and then 2020 comes along and says no you're you're turtle turtle right i mean it was like a yeah. different <laughs> it was slow yeah down. it's true i just true. wonder if you could take us back to that time I, I you know i mentioned earlier when it when it hit me started to hit me how bad this was going to be for our industry you know even though we have very different companies we're both in mm -hmm. kind of like the entertainment and arts industry yeah i i looked in the mirror and the and the 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 look on my face reminded me of what my friends uh, had gone through when they found out their girlfriend was pe pregnant in high school. And I was, what, the, what is going to happen? What are we it's going like, to do? Seriously, I have no shell idea. Shock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just panicked and knowing that you've got something mm -hmm. that you've got to really deal with that's really adult yeah. and really hard and just, mm -hmm. but also just not really any idea of how to deal with it was how I felt and slowly have just, you know, you just kind of put one foot in front of the other, but yeah. uh, can you take me through what that was like with the orange mm -hmm. peel and with, with yeah, rabbit, rabbit I mean, peel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say is that we have um, a team of five like operating partner managers at the orange peel. And then we have two or three of the folks at Public Interest Projects, which is like our parent company, also local downtown company. Um, that we, you know, were in communication with all the time. And then we had a team of two people at Astral Brewing that we were working on Rabbit Rabbit with. So like, to me, the whole early pandemic period just feels like being on the phone or on Zoom, like hundreds of hours a week. Yeah, yeah. just like yeah. all the time, constantly having these like long phone calls all the time. <laughs> so, you know, your your mouth would just get dry and just like, talking and talking 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 what are we gonna do and okay what about this problem what about that problem and yeah so it was it was very exhausting it's a little bit of a blur I mean I think we you know we different people on our team were more um clearly had a better idea better prediction there were there were those who were like guys I don't think that that we're gonna be back you know this this summer and some people were like I don't think we're gonna be back this year and I remember mm -hmm. at first I thought like 
wait, that's crazy. No way. You know, like surely we'll buy by the summer, by the fall. And, you know, I think, um, they felt like, well, why we aren't going to have a vaccine by then. Why do you think that suddenly we're going to just go right back as if this never happened? And I think it was like this slow dawning over those first couple weeks and months of like, oh yeah, you're, you're right. You know, and, and Neva certainly in conversation with Neva, it was pretty clear early on that we understood we were going to be the last industry to reopen because, you know, there's no takeout version of what we do. There's no, you know, you can try to stream shows, but that's really not a sustain. I mean, it's not profitable. It just doesn't work. So, I mean, you know, I think we realized like it's going to be a long time before we're back to doing what, what we did. And yeah, there was just, I mean, it was incredibly stressful, so much talking going round and around and around and like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, what are we going to do with about these employees? Should we try to get PVP or should we have everyone get on unemployment? Should we try to, you know, I mean, just all the, yeah, it was all the blind leading the blind back then. I mean, it's kind of hard to remember, you know, because everything changed so much over this year, but yeah, there was just a lot at the beginning, a lot of, um, yeah, terror and kind of stress. You know, in our previous conversation, you mentioned that you've been with the Orange Peel since 2006. And I, I have to mm-hmm. think that this has been the, the most difficult um, stretch in, in, in that time. Yes. Is it, would you agree? That's, that's definitely true. Yes. I mean, you know, I have had more difficult times in my, I've had di- more difficult times, or at least as difficult times in my personal life as this, just because right. I have a son who's seven and I have four-year-old twins. And when my twins were born and I had a three-year-old and I was going back to work, that was very, very, very difficult, you know, because twins are really hard the first year of their life and a three-year-old is also hard. So that was like, I think in my mind that stands out as like almost more difficult, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's a tough call. This was also very difficult. I mean, I'm really grateful that my kids were a little bit older um, but on the other hand, you know, they were with me all the time. I mean, I, I think I did the math and like, we didn't, we didn't spend a single day not together. I was not in my house by myself one single time for like 120 days or something. Wow. So That's crazy. it was, uh, it was really, and I mean, you know, meanwhile, I'm working all the time trying to solve these like unsolvable problems basically. <laughs> and so it was really very stressful. I mean, you know, in the end, like having come off the feeling of sending in our grant application yesterday, which was such a like joyous feeling, you know, and, and having like just reopened the orange peel, which is also this like amazing euphoric feeling. I think I'm, I feel really like, wow, you know, like we made it through this really challenging time. And like, in the end, I feel like, you know, maybe how you would feel after you like hiked the Appalachian Trail or something, but I, but I think that, you know, during it, I mean, I had very many, very, very dark, dark days, you know, at just being like, I'm so tired. I mean, I can't do this. I'm, I just, I am completely burnt out of all of it. You know, I have to, I mean, I definitely would say to my husband, I'm sure he bore the brunt of it, you know, for the most part of me being like, I cannot do this another day. Like I cannot do it. You know, so hopefully our kids will, you know, get the requisite 
therapy as they get older. <laughs> you know, I mean, all the damage that all the trauma that it caused them to like, just be totally neglected. I mean, just my kids were just totally neglected for a lot of the time, you know, and I'd just be like, mommy, I need this. And they'd be like, I'm on the phone, just, you know, like go out, go out of here, find food for yourselves. But anyway. <laughs> that is the Orange Peel ha has opened. You guys are uh, doing shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we they're, have they're, opened. they're pod shows, which is, you know, you talked about you can only let so many people in and the consideration right. of distance and things. Um, so right. there's a, a few options for four people, but a lot of it is six. Um, I'm just curious mm -hmm. as you uh, look to put together your lineup of pod shows, do you keep in mind, you know, bands that sort of lend themselves to that situation quite well. Like I know Underhill Rose is playing there a little and like what a lovely show to yeah. go sit and take in. I mean, yeah. I'm tapping my foot again. Um, whereas I might not want to go see like Dr. Bacon, you know, in like right. a pod show where I have yeah. to like sit. Yeah. Um, so do, do you keep that in mind as you're sort of trying to put together the, uh, the, the new possible lineup? Yes. I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, we do, as we get into the summer, we have some shows where like we're kind of optimistically hoping that maybe people will be able yeah. to stand up a little bit. But yeah, for sure, this first, you know, six weeks, five weeks of shows, like through May, we really were intentional about doing things that would work well, being seated and like kind of in that intimate environment. You know, we did not want to do like a show where you wanted to just dance the whole time because we can't allow dancing. <laughs> and so, you know, it had to it's be like something footless. where, right, 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 no dancing. Um, yes, it's, that has come up so many times in my conversation in recent months because of the noise ordinance. We'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah. Yes, I've thought about Footloose Town a lot. But yeah, so yeah, we did have to be very um, intentional about looking. Liz, I'll use the noise ordinance to go back to Rabbit Rabbit. Uh, I thought people might be interested in finding out. You sort of have... a. a you know, introduce this option of the silent, the silent comedy show, the silent disco yeah. movie yeah. where people are wearing headphones, which is yeah. weird. We sort of come together to be isolated. Um, right. But uh, tell people what the, the silent shows are and maybe why that uh, needed to be. Yeah. So, I mean, we bought these, they're called RF headphones at um, Rabbit Rabbit. They're like, they work on a radio frequency. Basically, we have this um, transmitter thing up at the front of our venue and you get a pair of headphones for the silent events and you you know if it's a movie you see the movie we have like a jump if you haven't been to rabbit rabbit we have like a literal jumbotron you know like a huge led screen it's not a projector it's a self-lit you know backlit it's a jumbotron so you can see it you know even during the day it's, it's really cool and so we do some movies a week are silent and you can listen on the headphones so the sound is piped in right to you but like from the outside it's totally quiet and then we also once a week do these silent discos, which are really so much fun. I mean, I just can't tell you. I know it feels like you'd be like, mm, I feel weird about this. I, I'm dancing to this, but the other people are hearing it in their own headphone. But something about having the headphones on makes the sound like really immersive for you as the listener, yeah. you know? So you just like are so into it and wanting to just like dance or laugh with your friends or whatever. And you're less distracted by, you know, surrounding noises. So it's, it's really, they're really fun. They're five bucks. If you're ever looking for something safe and outdoors to do, they're super fun. And the reason we did it um, was honestly just as a courtesy, you know, I mean, the current noise ordinance allows us to make noise until 11 and the new proposed ordinance will allow us to make noise until 10. So, I mean, it's not as if we couldn't 
we couldn't adhere to that with our movies and silent disco, but we wanted the opportunity to, you know, do things a little later or to be able to do, um, like we're doing the movie Anchorman on Thursday as a silent movie. We wanted to be able to do like rated R movies and not feel like, okay, they're going to say cuss words and people walking down the street are going to be offended. So we, we try to use them a couple times a week for that kind of thing. Nice. Cool. Well, Liz, yeah. we're, we're getting close on time. So, but I do, we do wanted to give you an opportunity. We uh, have Tom and I have created this because we couldn't go and devour the world. Like we normally do going out to see music and things. We decided to start a podcast during our, uh, our time. And so that's kind of how we've been, uh, been exploring the world and just wondering what's been devouring your time and attention when while you're uh, you've been uh, so much of it and clearly has gone to the the kids and keeping the things open but just wondering if anything else is you've been to find yourself devouring whether it be a snack or a drink or a, uh, or just a media of some sort mm-hmm. yeah sure I thought maybe I shouldn't say this because I do I'm a big podcast listener and I thought like well is it cool is it like is it done to mention other podcasts when you're on one yes. podcast? A, a rising I, tide lifts all ships. Yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> so I am a big podcast fan and I, you know, I do a lot of laundry and a lot of dishes and a lot of that kind of thing. And I always listen to podcasts. And so I was listening to a lot of political podcasts, like all through 2020, through the election sure. season. And I had like two I listened to every day. And then when the election ended, I kind I felt you know, it was like this, what am I going to do with my, all my podcast time now? So I started listening to different kind of interview and comedy podcasts. And my current obsession is Tignataro, the comedian Tignataro has two podcasts. One is called Don't Ask Tig, which is an advice podcast, which is funny. Um, but the best of all to me is she has one with Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm and it's called Tig and Cheryl, true story. And in it, they watch a documentary, any do- a different, they did like the fire festival documentary. They did like my octopus teacher. They did the staircase of oh. all these different documentaries. And then they watch it on their own. And then they come together on the podcast and they talk about the documentary and it is not a serious critique. <laughs> They're pretty, they go off topic and whatever, but they're an unlikely pair they're really good friends and they're you know kind of just their chemistry and how they make each other laugh and I mean they are hilarious and I just love right. I mean I spread the word about that any chance I can get so if you're looking for a good podcast that's a good one well thank you and thank you Liz for sharing your time with us you've been more than gracious today we really appreciate uh, you filling us in with everything that's going on with the orange peel we're looking forward to going back there personally myself I'll I'll be fully vaccinated in a couple of days. I mean, with my 14-day waiting period and everything. So Yay. I can't wait to come and, uh, and, and, uh, and visit you at the Peel again. Well, please come back. We do have shows um, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays um, most weeks. So come check out our website and find something that you like. And I'm hoping to be passing out posters again as well, too. Give me, let me know when the street team's starting back up. <laughs> okay, we'll do. We're it, it's starting back up in June, I think. So mid May, okay. we're ready for that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And for uh, if you, those of you who stuck with us, um, we hope you'll also stick with us after the break. We'll hear Tom's take of the week and also my song. Thanks again, Liz. Thank you, guys. And we're back. 
right, Tom, we heard so much. I mean, I real sort of continuation from our episode one, where you talked about your love of clementines to now the orange peel that is left after eating it. There, we, we made the full circle with Liz Talent. As if we knew where we were going the whole time. <laughs> yes, it's a, as if the world is a circle. Uh, really thankful to Liz for spending some as time with is us. an orange or a clementine. And <laughs> do you have? I got a question for you. Do you have any specific shows that you're looking forward to, uh, not experiencing faux mom from? Of course, the fear of missing out on music. <laughs> uh. Uh, nothing particular. I mentioned, yeah, I'm going to be seeing uh, uh, Eleanor Underhill do a patio show uh, coming up soon uh, as part of, you know, with Eleanor Underhill and friends. But no, uh, just ex excited about the possibilities. Uh, still excited that uh, Wilco and Slater Kenny is still lined up for later this summer as it was supposed to be last summer and has not been postponed or potted yet. So that's the one I'm like, oh, I ho really hope that still happens. Yeah, I've looked at the orange peel and looking we scroll way down on the list. They have a show in August of an artist that I've really taken a liking to. Uh, Critter Thomas actually posted about him on Facebook. And so I just kind of like put him in the Spotify. His name is Ty Seagull. Mm -hmm. Really great um, musician and big full sound band. So I'm excited about that show. And I hope that that happens in August. And then Mark Revelle, who has kind of come into prominence during the pandemic. As yes, he's been a crazy... Funny. YouTube so, so presence. And, yeah, I went ahead and just bought the max that I could buy. I went and bought four tickets and uh, for so I, you know, so I'm and that's at that. Rabbit Rabbit. So that'll be outdoors and, and a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that show. And that's in October. So hopefully yeah. no, no rain or anything will will come in the way of that because he's a hilarious person. But Tom, that's that's not what we do after our interviews. What we but, do is we hear from you. It's interesting that you asked me that as I head towards my take uh because yeah i am here to to talk about music and yeah I'm, I'm excited to be returning to shows and have uh bands that i enjoy be prominently featured but i'm also okay and i encourage venues to keep in mind uh sometimes it's fine for the music just to sort of be there in the background and make that choice uh a lot of times people go to yeah, sit and be together and talk, and it's nice to have music be a part of that. Sure. But yeah, I went to a, a brewery a little while back, and there's just two guys up in the patio with, like, guitar and bass, and there's, like, a, one red light, one green light. You couldn't really see them, and you're like, what is that? And then I was like, no, this is exactly what this is supposed to be. Sure. They're just doing real sweet music in the background while you sort of sit now down the patio and, you know, space. To, okay. And it was like, no, that's exactly what we needed. I didn't need a, hey, we're here, every yeah. song, look at us, pay attention, yeah. pay attention. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, did a, did a similar thing went out with some folks and, I was like, oh, should we sit up front? And I was like, no, no, I, I do want to sit a little further back, be at a table, catch up. You know, my friends had some uh, good news to share. And this band and, that was there, and I can't even tell you who they were. Um, they were great in yeah. the background. So uh -huh. um, I, I just... <laughs> I would like for you... Don't forget to... that music can also be there without being the main reason that you are there. I think you could start a movement, Tom, because seriously, when I go to the beach, this happens every time I go to the beach, there's the beachside restaurant, which has the nice little kind of mixed drinks and, yeah, I don't know, sort of seafood. Yeah. And they always have some 50-something parrot head 
who's playing Jimmy Buffett tunes way too loud on the deck. So loud that you can't enjoy yourself. And it's like, I don't mind Jimmy Buffett music. I even like to hear it played live by someone actually strumming the guitar and singing. I don't want that to be overwhelming me with the sound of my ears and so that I can't enjoy my enjoy my meal and conversation. So please, can uh, that specific thing like has happened at every beach that I've ever been to (laughs) is you go to the you're like, oh, that's the one that I'm not going to because that guy's too loud. Uh, just that. So having said that, I would like to now focus entirely on your music and, and hear your song, for that is what we want right now. Not in the background, but in the forefront. All right. Well, this song was created when I went home uh, to visit my family when my grandmother was passing away. And I jumped into, I got into a plane in Dallas and there was a magazine in the back of the seat and I opened it up and it, and it called the Texas Hill Country, the new Napa Valley. Mm. <laughs> Didn't they now? Okay. Um, and so anyway, just that kind of sat in my mind for a long time and got the topic spaghetti Western from my songwriting group. And the words spaghetti Western do not, show up in this um, song, but I think that it, it, it speaks to the theme. It is a story song. So stick with it and make sure that you're kind of listening because it is one of those songs that takes a little like, okay, I've got to actually, you know, follow along, <laughs> which can and be a So problem. I shall. Sipping champagne. On the runway in Austin Just inked a deal for six billion with Boston The Southside development Luxury homes and high-rise apartments Half of it flown through clean offshore pockets he called Desiree, said, baby, they bought it. The mayor just caved and the streets never fought it. And I found us a place in the hills, a stable, two guest homes, a vineyard, and still we'll turn this place into the new Napa Valley. She said, baby, that's great. Let's leave Calistoga. But you gotta leave Faith. Have you finally told her? He said, I land today at four. I'll hand her the papers when I walk through the door. And we'll turn the page and leave Napa Valley. Captain Lee made his way to the cabin. Said, sir, enjoy your champagne. We'll soon be departing. He shook hands and turned to go. Little did anyone know what waited for them over the new Napa Valley. Thank you. 
captain earned his wings and a little bronze star. Transporting gear from Ramstein to Kandahar. Now he had a terminal debt. Kid on the way in a bad cancer bed. Time to pay him all off and empty his pockets. Faith tasted blood at her first communion. Nothing was more sacred than union. Between a man and a wife, that's why she had insured his life for a price that would buy the new Napa Valley. At 10,000 feet, Captain Lee cut the throttle, made the sign of the cross for his mother and daughter. At least by the end of the day, There'd be no more debts to pay. And he left this plane on the floor of the valley. Shattered and torn on the new Napa Valley. All is in vain in the new Napa Valley. Yeah. Well done, Josh. Thanks, you, Josh. you might not have said the word spaghetti western, but uh, Ennio Maracone was uh, was hovering over that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sergio Leone and uh, yeah, a number the... of people were. Yeah, thank, thank you. Reminded me a little bit of a band called the Long Riders. I don't know if you remember that. That goes back a little bit to. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well done. Hooray. Uh, yeah, so much like, much yeah, music our, played our part in the show. It's one of those stories that I think that uh, I may not, you may not, if you don't get it all the first time, just go back and listen to it again. And if you've listened to our show this long, we want to thank you. You're our favorite listeners if you've listened yes. this far. And uh, we hope to see you next time on Josh and Tom Devour the World. Yum, 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 yum. Bye, bye. Until again. One take, Tommy. <laughs>